welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we have the opportunity to speak with professional basketball player and former Texas Tech Red Raider star, Todrick Gocher. Todrick, Sam and I appreciate the time this evening. Man, I thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to speak and talk about everything. So uh, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're one of a few former Big 12 basketball players that have come on. We've had a few actually from the, the Texas area. We had A.J. Abrams. He he played oh, yeah. Played a couple of years uh, before you did in college. But we've had a couple of guys with the Texas connection. But we will start with this episode. You were recently competing for the – Texas Tech alum team in the basketball tournament called the Air Raiders. You guys had obviously yourself, Matt Mooney, Tariq Owens, Kyler Edwards as former Red Raiders that were on the team. Um, just talk to us about how that experience went for you. Man, that experience was special, honestly. Um, it was the real first time that the Texas Tech brought a Texas Tech team to the TBT, and uh, it was just great to see all Red Raiders in one one gym and brought back all the fans, you know, coaches surrounding and just playing with different errors. So it was special just to be a part of it for sure. Yeah, I am curious. Um, how did you get plugged in with the former players or did they, like, plug you in? Like, how did that end up forming? Yeah, so the two guys that were over it, they were his name, Clark Lambert and Andrew Sorrell. They were the GMs of the team, and uh, they reached out, and they said, it's in Lubbock, Texas, in front of the USA, in front of the fans. So I couldn't give that up, and a chance of a lifetime, that was wonderful, for sure. You guys won, what, two rounds in that tournament? Only one, man. We won one round, then we played against New Mexico, and they came out 16-0 on us and beat us at the end, but they came out on fire. Yeah, what's your thoughts on the Elam ending? I know that was, that's was that been implemented, and for a lot of people who don't watch the TBT, you know, it's a very unique experience to watch that. Yeah, so for a simple fan, it's um, not a simple fan, but like for a fan, it's it's weird to watch because at the end of every game, I mean, you know, under four minutes, a lot of teams like to stall and slow the ball down. Well, the Elam ending makes you play, makes you compete, and makes the team that is down at the end of the game play harder. So it's hard to reach that target score. And uh, I love how it's a game winner at every game. So it, it makes it entertaining for sure. Did you ever, after like going through the Elam ending a couple times, did you ever like – think to yourself man they should bring this to international basketball you know that's been a thought but uh you know in international basketball they don't foul like once you get in one there's no such thing as one and one or you know 10 fouls there's two shots so it's five fouls per quarter internationally and so at the end of the game you usually don't foul if you're down four or five with 20 seconds teams usually don't foul they try to get a stop so 
I wouldn't implement it there, but maybe college in some conferences I would for sure. Right. Now you've been enjoying so far a six, seven year overseas career. You've had the opportunity to play in France, Greece, Japan, and Romania. Talk to us about, you know, those opportunities and how, you know, those countries have treated you. Man, I can't, um, it's really hard to explain the experiences that I've encountered overseas, uh, you know, three, three years in Greece, which I live in Texas now. We don't have beaches. So it's like when I go overseas, everywhere is near a beach. So it's like a different, completely different lifestyle of, you know, the food, the people, the culture. So it's really special to encounter experiences. And my lifelong friends are internationally. So it's kind of pretty cool to think about. So out of the countries that you've been in, what would you say has been your most favorite that you've had to experience so far? I actually give you two. So Istanbul, Turkey was by far my favorite. Just living, it's um, it was 20 million people in one city. So it's like, it's unbelievable. The traffic is bad, but everything else was wonderful. And uh, Greece, one year I stayed on a beach on an island. So every day was, I'm on an island just to think about. So that was special for me. And that, that's top two for sure. Right. Now you... You know, we'll we'll get into it much more once we talk about your college career, but your final season in Lubbock was in 2016. You went undrafted from the 2016 NBA draft. You know, once you got undrafted, did you, like, initially plan to play internationally? Or what really was that process and plan of you eventually playing, you know, outside the U.S.? It was actually a it was a difficult situation for me because while I was in college, I went to school for five years, so I received two master degrees. So my wife, my current wife now is like, all right, let's stay here at home. You find you a nice job and, you know, start there. But a guy internationally called me and said, do you want to keep playing? And I was like, sure. I mean, uh, so it was a no brainer for me. And I mean, no matter the money, I just wanted to play. And now I've reached a level where it's 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 good to play. So um, it was it was special. So I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. But after that one call was made, I made my decision. It was a no-brainer. Yeah. Did you have a lot of knowledge of international basketball, like while you were still a, a college athlete or even a high school athlete? I did not. Man. I didn't know anything about any of the international players, anybody other than the NBA. I barely knew the guys in the NBA, but now that's all I watch. I don't even watch the NBA until playoffs or something like that. So international basketball is uh, it's elite. I mean, it's real basketball. It's not, you know, showmanship. It's not highlights. It's real basketball. And I, I embrace it. And I show any kid in America a game – in internationally rather than an NBA game. Yeah, that's interesting. What have been your, I guess, players that you've had to really compete against in the international play that maybe people maybe that have watched college or just a big basketball fan would, would know just by the name? Yeah, so let me see. Who have I played in? I played a couple of guys that are actually in the NBA. Um, 
I can't name them off the top of my head, but our former guys that played in the thing about them that is different, they're just high IQ, fundamentally sound. They make open shots. There's obviously college and NBA, it's a lot more athletic. I mean, so dunks, you know, alley oops over there. It's, you see Luca and Jokic, they're so slow, but they know how to get to their spot and know how to make shots and just make the right play. So that's the beauty and the difference of it from USA to international. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we, again, dive into your Texas Tech career, I want to learn more about your path as a high school basketball player when you were in Texas. You were ranked as a top 50 player in the state out of high school at Lakeview Centennial. We talked mm-hmm. to us about how that Texas high school basketball was, the circuit, you know, back when you were playing, which was, you know, well over a decade ago. Right, man. Texas basketball for me was – it was huge. Uh, I was in the top 5A at the time. It was – I mean, it was very competitive. I went to the I went to the state finals two years in a row. Uh, lost to Marcus Smart my last year, which is a, a funny deal. But uh, man, it's it's just a competition. Every guy, Julius Randall, like guys like that, you're just playing on a nightly basis. My AAU circuit, I didn't play in Texas much. I was always on the East Coast, try, Vegas, of course, but I was always in Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. You know, just trying to compete with anyone I can and. It was a fun time, and Texas basketball is – you see a lot of guys getting drafted this year from Texas, and it was it's, – it's really elite in my opinion. Yeah, I got a I got a trivia question for you. Who were the number one and number two recruits out of the state of Texas in your uh, high school recruiting class? So I believe it was LeBron Nash. He went to Oklahoma State. Number two? If you give me the college, I can say it, but I don't remember who number two was. Hook him. Number two went to Texas. It wasn't Jonathan. No? I don't know who it was. Who was it? Sheldon McClellan. Sheldon Houston, Texas. Yes. Sheldon was, yeah, he was my matchup in college. I don't know how I don't remember that. Yeah, Sheldon was elite. So, yeah, for sure. But LeBron Nash was number one, right? Yep. Okay, okay. Just, yep. It was a very competitive for sure. So you played against Sheldon McClellan often in in the high school? Yes, I played him often in high school and obviously when he went to Texas. Uh same thing with LeBron Nash. So LeBron Nash is a friend of mine. Uh he's from Dallas, I'm from Dallas. So we would call each other and invite each other to each each other's high school to, you know, make the run very competitive and obviously when you bring the number one player in everyone shows up so it it was summers were amazing right now obviously you were a you know a hometown product going to texas tech and you grew up in texas did you get a lot of high major attention when you were playing high school or was it just a lot of local buzz and then you kind of really just wanted to stay home? Yeah, so actually, uh, as I said, I played on the East Coast, so most of the schools that were recruiting me were kind of from the East Coast, which is weird. Uh, but my top five out of out of high school was West Virginia, Baylor, 
my father went to Baylor. He played football. So everyone thought I was going there, uh, Texas Tech, USC, and San Diego. And I chose to go to San Diego out of high school. Uh, but on the visit, my mother wouldn't allow me to actually go to California. So uh, what could have been, I could have been a San Diego guy, but my mother wouldn't allow me. Instead, I had to stay in Texas at the time. Were you um, recruited by either Pat Knight or Billy Gillespie? So I was recruited by uh, Pat Knight and Chris Beard. Chris Beard was my recruiting coach. So he was the guy responsible for me. And the year I left college, he comes back to Texas Tech. So it's crazy how it becomes full circle. You know, I am curious, again, give us, for a player like of your stature, like what is a communication process like from like recruits at a college and then high school athletes? Like how often are they at your games? How often are they commuting, communicating with you and the coaching staff? Yeah. So mostly uh, out of high school, usually your high school coaches has all the connections. They call them first, obviously because of grades and stuff. So everything went through my high school coach at first, then the summers, that's pretty much when my recruiting kind of exploded on the AAU circuit and where you can actually see the coaches right in front of you. I mean, there I played in front of Coach K, Roy Williams, all those guys in North Carolina, and I was in shock myself. I was shaking before the game. So um, we played in front of, I believe, it, we counted 75 college coaches at one game, at our game. Uh, I had Perry Jones on my team. So – Perry Jones was a top five. He got drafted, you know, out of Dallas. Uh, so they came to see him, and I got recruited based off I played well while coaches were watching him. So that's kind of how I got recruited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, so you went to Texas Tech. At the start of your career, uh, Texas Tech basketball didn't have much stability. Uh, you had three coaches during your time. What was it like? What was the transition like? And did you ever consider transferring? Yeah, so it was very unstable. Um, I, I probably have the most teammates of anyone at Texas Tech, for sure, with all the transfers. But uh, my father always told me, you committed to the university and not the, the coach. So I've always stuck it out. After the second coach, I was considering going to South Florida, which a lot of people don't know because I was very on my way there. But my father called me again, said the same thing, stay with the team, commit. So South Florida was the other school that I was considering. Mm-hmm. So you got to play for a legend and coach, uh, Tubby Smith, who had a successful coaching career, and including winning a national title in 98. Uh, what was it like playing for Coach Smith? Man, Coach Smith was phenomenal. He was at the end of his career. Obviously, he's retired now. So he was more chill than uh, than he usually was before. But, I mean, he, he taught me everything, how to be a man, how to carry myself, how to – how the world works pretty much. So it was 
special just to have him. I mean, he was just amazing person, amazing coach. So I thank him and credit him for everything that's happened to me in my career. Uh, one of the more memorable games was your sophomores, your redshirt sophomore year against Oklahoma State. Where you won by four points, but it was known for Marcus Smart shoving a fan. Uh, what was that game like? And did you see the incident up close? Yeah. So um, to me, that was like my payback game to with Marcus Smart because we lost to him in a state championship. So I was ready to play him again and. That was the first game that Texas Tech has sold out that <laughs> night um, in probably seven or eight years. And I was up close at that moment. You know, it was the emotions were very high. And to see him do that, that was it was unbelievable. But uh, it was one of the best games that I've ever seen in the USA. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh... I, that was a, that was a really fun, entertaining game. I remember watching that, and I was just shocked mm-hmm. when the incident happened. And yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was. I mean, emotions were high, so I yeah. understand. And yeah, the, the atmosphere there was uh, incredible for sure. Was Tubby Smith your coach at that in that season? Uh, Tubby, that was I believe that was Tubby Smith's first year. Yes, coaching. That was amazing. I remember you guys won that game, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so did Tubby say anything, like, after the game, like, a, congratulations on the win, but, like, let's talk about the incident? Or, like, how did that go? So he, to be honest, he came in. You know, we were all happy. And when Coach comes in, he's more, you know, serious. Man, he just came in and started dancing. So. Mm-hmm. He didn't even say a word of the incident. He was just happy we won and said, go enjoy tonight with your family. Like, do whatever you want. Just come back to practice on Monday or whatever mm-hmm. the next two days were. So he was too happy to even worry about it. So your red shirt junior year, you saw the Red Raiders uh, finish bottom in the Big 12. But your senior year, you made the NCAA tournament. What were the keys to that turnaround? To me, the keys to the turnaround was uh, we had – Tubby really had great recruits uh, come in. They were sophomores that year. So they came in as freshmen the year before. You know, as a freshman, it's pretty tough. But all those guys were sophomores, and we had two seniors, me and Devontae Williams, which were the leading scorers. So we kind of came together, used the amazing sophomores, and that's when we I say we first became a team and – understood that we could actually do this. We we could actually win. So that was the difference maker of that season and to put us over that hump and getting back to the NCAA tournament. Right, absolutely. I, I know that uh, a lot of coaches have said that year two of like a coaching tenure is always like the hardest year. And it, that felt mm-hmm. like your, that redshirt junior, that was the second year of Tubby Smith and that like tough second year you typically have. Right. Right, absolutely. It was really tough, and, you know, everything is new, so it was – but it, it found its way around. So uh, Texas Tech, since you've graduated, has made it to a – was a national championship runner-up uh, a couple years ago, made the Sweet 16, and has made the NCAA tournament a couple times and had an Elite Eight run in uh, 2018 as well. 
What's it like seeing uh, Texas Tech basketball where it's at now compared to when you uh, graduated in 2016? Well, where it's at now is, I mean, we're, we're I, I believe we're one of the toughest places to play at um, with the fans. You know, when, when any team comes to Lubbock, it's hard to win here. I believe we're on the cusp of being just a high-level program, basketball program. We used to be looked at as, you know, not an easy win, but now it's really hard to beat us. And for me personally, just walking into the gym is completely different. There's a whole different uh, practice facility that I'll be going to tomorrow to watch practice, actually. So it's just everything has changed and elevated since I've left, and it's beautiful to see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and uh, what do you think about the new college basketball rules with the transfer portal? I'm not a fan of it. Um, you don't see four-year guys anymore. You Every year for especially Texas Tech or any school is a new roster, like 10 new guys usually. Um, everyone transfers. I don't like the portal, but I, I think when things get hard, kids – transfer out now instead of you know sticking it out especially for example like me I had multiple coaches and I just tried to stick it out and see what happens you know adversity but uh I tried to transfer too so I, I kind of understand yeah. as well just curious being a Texas Tech basketball player how did you feel when uh, Kevin McCuller transferred from Texas Tech to Kansas that's a man that's a great question it, it hurt us uh to be honest it hurt him, Terrence Shannon, man. Well, we understood Terrence Shannon, obviously, because he went to a Big Ten, so another, you know, another conference. But seeing him come to Kansas, man, it was – and winning, obviously, like, it was it was tough to see. But I, that game he came back, I bet he felt some, you know, some emotions for sure. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, watching that game, he got a lot of uh... – a lot of FUs, and then Fran for yeah. on the broadcast was like, I think they're saying thank you for playing at Texas Tech. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, this place, this arena, when you come back, it's kind of like Chris Beard when he left, it, went to Texas. Oh I God. mean, it was, yeah, that people say whatever they want and get by with it. Yeah. So um, me and Steven are both from KC, and uh, obviously Texas Tech uh, legend Patrick Mahomes is our uh, starting quarterback, won two Super Bowls, two MVPs, just a legend in Lubbock. Do you, do you have any uh, stories? Do you have any encounters with Patrick during your time at Texas Tech? Yeah, so we always uh, – man, my biggest encounter with Pat, I actually have a – there's a picture of us in the Texas Tech area. Um, we beat – I believe Oklahoma, they were number two with Buddy Hill. We beat them, and Pat was there. And, man, after we won, we stormed the court. Pat came right up to me. We got a big hug. And uh, it, there's a picture of the, the hug, and it was in the AD's office at one point. So, that I mean, he's always been a household name. I've always been around him. Baker, Mayfield, Davis Webb, like all these guys – quarterbacks in the NFL which I I went to school with it's kind of crazy to think about but uh it's it's really special yeah absolutely so uh during your uh career at uh Texas Tech what were your uh favorite venues you got to play in 
My favorite venue, uh, Iowa State was number one. I believe it's a Hilton or something like that. It's amazing fan base, amazing. You know, they heckle you. They do whatever they want. In my freshman year, I played at Texas A&M as well. They were still in the Big 12. And they had some newspapers about a part of my life that I didn't even know was out. They just find some <laughs> random stuff. And I was like, man, how do you know my, how do you know that? How do you, so it, those two are my top venues for sure. And I thought about West Virginia does something similar as well. Like they have like, a, <laughs> but if some of it is like more fictional. Than, right, right. Like, yeah. West Virginia is pretty good too. Yeah. They help you for sure. And what was it like playing in uh, Fog Allen Fieldhouse? Man, the fog is it's it's legendary. It's it's a feeling that you know you're in the fog, and uh, I mean it's like a it's like a wonder. It's a wonderful feeling just to you know warm up, see the fans fill in as the game is coming in. Uh, my parents, I told them, I said, listen, my senior year, you have to come to the fog to watch me play, and it was actually my best game in the fog, so they can experience like the how the culture is, how college basketball should be. Awesome. Um, Any advice to those chasing a dream? Yeah, man. Uh, My biggest advice is you just have to, you have to strive for greatness because I mean, a lot of guys, you have to find that difference that like, I'm not the most athletic. I can't shoot the best. I can't, you know, I'm not the best athlete in the world, but I kept, I'm playing professional because I find I found that niche that makes me special, that makes me stand out, and you have to you have to be smart and have high IQ at this level. So everyone can jump, everyone can you know do anything like that in life, not just basketball. So just strive and be great at that one thing, and you'll go a long way. Awesome, love that. Yes, sir. So Todrick, when you were mentioning about your game that you played against Texas A&M and then as well when you were playing at Iowa State it got me thinking we also mentioned Buddy Heald it can be team, it can be guys that played in the Big 12 or it can be guys that didn't play in the Big 12 what what do you think were the top five college players that you would go up against for me um Buddy Heald's number one obviously he was averaging 30 at the time or like unbelievable numbers number two Joel Embiid, when he was at Kansas, he was very raw, but you can tell he was going to be special. Uh, Number three, I will go with – I wasn't a big Andrew Wiggins fan at the time. Like, obviously, I'm competing against him, but I didn't think he was number three, so I'll go with Frank Mason. Frank Mm -hmm. Mason, I thought, was a lot more complete college player. Uh, Devontae Graham, guys like that. My fifth would probably be, I mean, Sheldon McClellan was amazing too. Um, and you have to throw Marcus Smart in there. So I, there's, I mean, there's so many guys to choose from in the Big 12. Every night was a battle. George's Niang, like, you know, just guys that, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was one of the best players I've ever played was Royce O'Neal. That was the best player I've ever played, actually. Uh, went to Iowa State, and he dominated every game I played against him. So he's my best for sure. Yeah, you mentioned every night was a battle. Do you think the the Big 12 – I mean, a lot of people, are, especially this past season, was saying the Big 12 was one of the most 
toughest and deepest conferences. Do you think the Big 12, I guess, was tougher when you played or it was it kind of tougher now? I know it's 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 starting to the conference is starting to change now with the new teams. Uh, I would say so during during my college career, it was always the Big East, Big 12. It was out of those two. There was no I mean, there was nothing else you can say. So I would give a slight edge to the Big East at that time. But the Big 12, there was no easy game. I mean, the last place team can beat you just like the first place team. So it was a dog fight every every game. But this year it's like, you know, Texas Tech it may beat Kansas State when Kansas State was bad. So it, it kind of – I say my years were harder. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. One last question before we let you go. As a Texas Tech grad – What's your thoughts on the Texas Longhorns? My thoughts on the Texas Longhorns. Let me tread lightly. <laughs> so I mean, um, I mean, Texas Longhorns. They have, I mean, they're the ultimate goal for every, you know, every team. Really, they have their own TV channel. They have, I mean, they're it's a high level profile and high level uh, club. But I, I honestly, I wish that Texas gets back to that national. In football, basketball, you know, track, get back to that high level to make that make the conference of the Big Twelve go higher too. So the Big Twelve needs Texas to, you know, perform so that everyone else can kind of they set the tone. They're the tone setters, I believe. So that Texas is a good university. I thought you were gonna come in and say uh you had some big old hatred for the Longhorns, but <laughs> I have to tread lightly, man. I, you know, I may, you never know what happens, but uh, mm-hmm. no, nah, Texas is, I, I respect them. I mean, they get all my respect for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for any of the Texas Tech fans that, that watch you play or just college basketball fans that watch you play just in the Big 12 and just in general, your time, you know, I guess, what, what, what do you want to say to them and, just about you know your time in college and then you know so far about your success so far overseas uh i have to give texas tech all the credit in the world for just believing in me as one and sticking with me because we were we had bad teams i mean while i was there we had bad teams we finished on a high note but um i just have to give the fans the loyal fans have to thank them because it showed in the TBT as well. The same love that they showed me in college is still there as a professional today. So um, I love them, and I can't do nothing but thank them for the life that they helped me get. So I appreciate them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Todrick, hey, we Sam and I appreciate you sharing you know, a little bit about your Texas Tech story and a lot about your time overseas. That was a really good segment that you provided yes sir man i appreciate you guys having me man i really enjoy it and thank you todrick for coming on yes sir are both y'all living in kansas city yeah right now oh well man tell pat patrick mahomes what's up for me at one game man all right (laughs) all right all right thanks a lot guys i appreciate you having me
For those who are listening to our show for the first time, all our past and future episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Sports Mecca.